If you looked at your order of worship, you realize that Richie didn't get it right. Reading was supposed to be Second uh, Corinthians chapter 1. That's what I told Sandy it would be on Tuesday. It's not what I thought it should be this morning. So we went with Philippians. Ladies, if you're tracking it, yes, Karen told me to go to the doctor once every day this week and three times on Friday. Guys, if you're tracking, I didn't go to the doctor once. Today is Celebrate Recovery. We started in November 2011. We have completed seven glorious years in his service. There is a table out in the foyer with all the information about our ministry. I could read the brochure to you. I won't do that. Celebrate Recovery is a Christ-based 12-step recovery program. And yet my challenge this morning is to bring something of the essence of our ministry to you. When Albert started our worship this morning from Revelation 19, he had no way of knowing that Revelation 19 was the second page of my sermon. We are going to celebrate not our ministry, not the good people that work in the ministry, not even the terrific souls that we bless with our ministry. But this morning, we're going to celebrate God. Just a couple of verses from Revelation 19. After I heard, after this, I heard what sounded like the roar of a great multitude in heaven shouting, Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and power belongs to our God, for true and just are His judgments. And again they shouted, Hallelujah! Praise our God, all you His servants, you who fear Him, both great and small. Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters and and like loud peals of thunder shouting, Hallelujah! For our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give Him glory. Amen. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. My hope with the first part of our sermon this morning is to answer one of life's biggest questions. Should be able to do that, and then we'll talk about CR for a little bit. The book of 2 Corinthians that shows in our Bible is probably the fourth letter that Paul sent to this group of people. Paul had a, an interesting, complicated relationship with the church at Corinth. He worked there to set the church. Uh, he worked there for about a year and a half. He was followed there by Judaizing teachers that immediately set out to tear down what he had set up in Christ. We have Second Corinthians, and, and we don't have time to set the whole context, but Paul is writing his, his good children in Corinth, and we find these verses, 2 Corinthians 2, verses 3 through 10. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves Receive from God. 
For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. If we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces in you patient patient endurance of the same sufferings we suffer. And our hope for you is firm, because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, so also you share in our comfort. We don't want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to to deliver us as you help us by your prayers. Why do we suffer? Why do we have trouble in this world? I think the first question is, why would we be surprised that we have trouble in this world? The Apostle John, in John 16.33, recorded the words of Christ, In this world you will have trouble. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Toby's done a terrific job this year helping us understand grace. We understand that we receive God's grace, the unmerited favor from God our Father. And then as we receive it, we redirect it to people with whom we have contact. And that is a beautiful, overarching purpose for our lives. That is the mission of Celebrate Recovery. God comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble. Paul went on to tell the Corinthians about his troubles in Asia. Now, we could study for week after week after week the different troubles that Paul had. Paul had troubles. We could, uh, we could count the beatings that he took, or the shipwrecks, or the abandonments, or the frustrations in his ministry. I think, I think the Corinthians had heard something about Asia. We pick it up in verse 8. Paul said, we don't want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in, in the province of Asia. And let's be clear, Asia was a problem for Paul. I tried to find out, I tried to do a little research and, and pick it up, maybe in Acts or one of his other uh, lessons as to which, which of the troubles. But then it came to me that I don't think Paul was overly concerned about Asia. Not because the problems weren't serious, because they threatened Paul's life. Paul thought he might die in Asia. At one point... He thought he might die. It was really more than he could bear. But then then again, I think that was his point, 
to the church at Corinth. Paul was reminding the, the Corinthians of things that we need to be reminded of. Number one, all of our praise today, all of our praise every day belongs to God our Father. The Father of all compassion. The Father, the God of all comfort. Number two, Paul understood and we understand that this life will come with challenges. We live in a broken world. We live in a broken world, and every Thursday night, we meet folks that are broken. We meet them every Thursday night because we ourselves are broken. Let me ask you this. What is your Asia today? What is your Asia Could be physical, could be emotional, could be spiritual, could be financial. Every one of us in this room, to one degree or another, has an Asia that we are trying to cope with. We don't wander through this life suffering with no purpose. That would be trouble, that would be harmful to us. We know that the troubles that we face, when we come through them, will produce a steadfastness in us that we can offer up to God. Let me say it this way. I believe that God expects us not to waste the troubles that we have in this life. God has an expectation of us that as we receive his comfort, we will then have the means and the experience and the empathy to share that comfort with other people. We receive God's grace and comfort. We share God's grace and comfort. This is Celebrate Recovery. Every Thursday night, from one end of the building to the other, we gather. We took. A, we had a. We had a, a, a short year in 2018. We missed two sessions in the summer. Something about thunderclouds, and we didn't know if the building would survive. So we uh, we took those two Thursdays off. But we will meet 50, 51, 52 times every year. Good Lord willing, we'll be here Thursday night, Thursday uh, Thanksgiving night. A couple years back, it was Christmas Eve. It was New Year's Eve that year on Thursday night as well. We open the door because we reach out to people who need, uh, who need uh, God's comfort. Some of the basics about CR, we, we start very young. We offer something called Celebration Station. We want families to come to CR. So we introduce ourselves as family-friendly. If they have youngsters that, that simply need to be, uh, have some babysitting, we provide that graciously. But as soon as they can start learning some things about God, we do our absolute best to prevent the problems that tend to pass from one generation to the next. We try our best to break the generational cycle. At the other end of the building, we have uh, a portion of the ministry called The Landing. 
the landing the teenagers down there study the same material that the the adults are covering in the middle of the building they do it a different way than we do they do it in ways that adults are too old to do we're too we're too uh, sensible to do every week when we consider the good teens that come to us we pray that through god's power in their lives that they will avoid the hurts habits and hang-ups that we have suffered with entirely for too long. As we consider the various ministries at Northside, it, it occurred to me this week that many of our ministries are very closely intertwined. In fact, I don't know how you can separate missions and know your Bible. I don't know how you can separate missions from Celebrate Recovery. We are certainly a mission-oriented ministry. If you were in Bible class this morning, you heard a reminder of our new effort to bring all forces to bear in our faith-by-phase focus so that we can dedicate ourselves to improving the faith-building of our children and our teens. One of the things that we do in the landing, one of the things that we do in CR is we share our highs and our lows from week to week. We share our stories of faith, but we also share our stories of failure when we don't do the things that we intended to do. At Celebrate Recovery, we work very hard to be a safe and confidential place because, you see, hurting people need physical and emotional security and safety. Because until they can trust us, they're not going to share anything with us. So we are safe, we are secure, we are a confidential place. The irony is that the more people trust us, the more they share with us. And that's a good thing. Once we have established trust, once uh, they feel safe with us, they will share their lives with us as we share our lives with them. One of the cornerstones of our ministry is that we walk with people as they search for recovery in Christ. We walk alongside them. The folks that we really are excited to meet uh, every Thursday, we call them newcomers. They are folks who have not yet darkened the doors. They, they may never have been inside a church building before when they come to us. They demonstrate great courage, great bravery when they come into our building for the first time. They know that they need something. There is a desperation on their faces when they come in. They probably have tried many other avenues. They have certainly tried everything that they could think of. They've tried everything uh, that they could read about. And somehow they find our sign or our posting on the Internet and they come to us. We are a maturing ministry. That makes us sound old, doesn't it? If you're maturing, it's because you're not as young as you used to be. You ever wonder how Know Your Bible keeps going year after year after year? 
If you ever wonder about our missions, our missionaries, and whether or not uh, they're able to stay fresh with the, with the message of Christ. There are many blessings about being a maturing, in, uh, maturing ministry, but one of the challenges is how we put a smiling face on our faces every week. We come to the building hoping to meet someone that we haven't met yet. I thought of the scripture in Matthew 19. Then people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. When he had placed his hands on them, he went on from there. You have a passion in your life. Whether it's camping in the Northwoods or KU basketball or whatever other appropriate passion you may have in your life. One of the beauties... Of, of these passions is the ability to take a new person there and to see that sunset through their eyes. One of the blessings that we receive as Celebrate Recovery servants is that oftentimes we see the realization on the face of a stranger when they come to realize for the very first time just how much God loves them. Just how much God sent his son to die for them. It's a beautiful thing to see. It's one of the, one of the reasons that we are able to, to minister to folks is the blessing of seeing God's love through a newcomer's eyes. One of the things that I wanted to do this morning was to use the words of some of our CR folks. I want to make sure that you understand what I've done here. Uh, Kathy has a, has an electronic file of testimonies that they have written. She gave those files to me and I went through them and I selected certain phrases that, that I think will bring something to you if, you if you listen with an open heart. Now, I've told you that we're a safe and confidential place, so you need to know that I have scrubbed these uh, quotes uh, so that you won't be able to identify the speaker. I also went back to them and I asked for their permission so that I could, so that I could share this information with you. Let's start with some of the CR introductions. I believe that Christ is my Savior, and he's walking with me through my struggles with anger, anxiety, depression, and addictions. My name could be your name. I am a grateful, I am a very grateful believer in Jesus Christ, and he is walking with me through an addiction to drugs and alcohol. Anger and a hard time forgiving. My name could be every man. 
I believe in Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord. Before Celebrate Recovery, my life was a vicious cycle of trying to please people and expecting them to love me in return. My name could be every woman. I am a believer in God, the great I am, and his son, the, the Christ Jesus, whom is, who is helping me recover from my struggles with sexual immorality and codependence. Although I have done bad things, God has blessed me, and my name could be anyone here this morning. Another challenge we have with mature ministries is that you may not fully understand how important your contribution and your prayers and your encouragement are to us. One of the reasons I changed the verse this morning to Philippians chapter 1 is that I believe the Spirit could be talking about Northside and Celebrate Recovery. When Paul said this about the Philippians, I would like for the Celebrate Recovery servants to be able to say about Northside. We thank God every time we remember you. In all of our prayers for all of you, we always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. When the envelope comes around on Sunday morning, and you swear it was just last week, but it was a month ago, and you scrape together a couple of dollars or a five, and, and you wonder, what are they doing with it? Is, it? is it doing any good? Please know, please know that you support us in a way that, that we couldn't do ourselves. We meet from 6.30 to 7.15 in worship. We meet in small groups from 7.15 to 8.15. And then at 8.15 every Thursday, every Thursday of the year, we have fellowship time. That's where the snacks come in. That's where your $5 goes. There's vegetables, I think. nobody, Nobody walks to that end of the table. But when I... When I pass through the line and, and I look around at what's going on, the Celebrate Recovery Ministry is critically important in that 30 minutes because if we can get them to hang around the building for 5 or 20 or 30 minutes, that's where we show Christ. The small group is terrific time. But the rules are that you don't engage somebody while, while we're going around the circle and sharing what's happened to us that week. The fellowship time, the interaction time, the can I tell you about Jesus time starts at 8.15. So please know that we covet your prayers, your encouragement, and your $5 every time the envelope comes around. The next, uh, the next several slides come from the CR testimonies. I want you to, 
I want you to identify with one or more of these quotations. When one of these quotes speaks from speaks to your heart, I want you to realize that all these words came from hurting people. They came from people inside Northside, outside Northside. They came from they came from people that may not have been to church in the last 20 years. So consider these words and see if any of them uh, call out to you. I got caught a few times in my addictive behavior, but instead of quitting, I just learned to hide them better. Hiding my sin caused a great deal of anxiety for me. When I became anxious, I wanted to run and hide. Then I returned to my addictions, and it becomes a vicious cycle. I learned that if you were smart enough to not get caught, it was okay. I operated that way most of my life. To this very day, it's still my nature to seek out superficial relationships because then no one will be able to hurt me. Having lost everything, I had nowhere else to turn, so I turned to God. My whole life, I thought God was only for good people or people that had money. I never thought God loved me because of the things I had done. I came to Jesus for the first time in my life with nothing at all. He welcomed me with open arms, and we began a relationship with each other. The first time I attended CR, I couldn't stay in the room. The speaker that evening described my life, my pain. And my anger, I knew that this was my last chance. I could not continue to hide my pain and live life the way it had been. We reach hurting people each and every week with the power of our God. We celebrate our God this morning. One of the things that we do during... Excuse me. One of the things that we do with CR testimonies is we encourage uh, the person to find a favorite Bible verse. And so I've included three of those here in our lesson this morning. First, the verse which will be very common to you, very, very knowable to you. And then someone's uh, take on that scripture. First, Peter 3, verse 15, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks, asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Now I realize that it means always being ready to give a testimony of how Christ has worked in my life so that, so that others may see and understand his good works. It is something to celebrate. John chapter 8, 31 and 32. If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. What Jesus did on the cross for me is more real for me than ever before. I know that I'm still the same person that has done some terrible things. But I know that Jesus loves me, and I can trust him to create something 
wonderful out of my pain. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Through the power of the Holy Spirit and the help of CR, I am a new man. I am more patient with my kids and I love them like I should. The relationship I have with Christ is the best I have ever had. I have learned to lean on him in times of trouble and rejoice with him in times of peace. Jesus has become the most important person in my life. And I talk with him daily. Would you pray with me, please? (coughs) Dear God, our Father, for seven years now you have blessed this church family with a ministry that we call Celebrate Recovery. Father, tomorrow, today we celebrate you the love that you have for all of us, the power, the grace that you lavish upon us. Father, I pray that everyone here would would understand that, that grace received is the first step, but grace then has to be shared. Celebrate Recovery is not the only way to share that grace, but it's a good way to share your grace with people that need you so very desperately. Father, I thank you specifically for every worker at Celebrate Recovery. Everybody that comes to the building on Thursday night contributes to our snack time, prays for us, encourages us. Father, we submit to your will for this ministry. We have seven terrific years under our belt. I pray that you'll bless us for another seven For another 37 years, Father, for as long as we can bring new souls to you, to bring them to recovery, to bring them to salvation in your Son. This is my prayer this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Celebrate Recovery is about recovery. But recovery in God starts with salvation. If you're not in Christ, you can't enjoy the full recovery available from Christ. If you have a need this morning that that we could help you with, it would be our pleasure to meet you here. If you need to respond to the invitation of God, please come forward as we stand and sing.